So there are dreams that you have, there are other things, but I hope that your faith is your rock-solid foundation. And so I would say this, what do you need to remember? I want to say two things. I have some verses for each of these. Number one, it really is all about Jesus. And when I say that, I mean the real-life person of Jesus, a relationship with Jesus, not mere religion, not religious duties, not services, not Wednesday nights and Sunday mornings. All those things build it and are a part of it. But it really is about Jesus. And the crucial thing, and in fact, the hardest thing probably to teach, is how does Jesus intersect with your personal life practically? Because so, so much of Christianity is a mindset. It's a worldview. It's a belief system. It changes your values. It changes everything. And it does change your behaviors on the outside, but much of it starts in the heart. And so I have one verse I want to start with. It's from the Gospel of John, chapter 5, verse 39. This has become one of my favorite, favorite verses over the past three or four years. I feel like the Lord just gave me this verse probably three or four years ago. This is now the verse, quickly becoming my favorite verse in Scripture for sort of weird reasons. You'll hear this and you maybe even go, really? And this is what I put on, um, almost every year I sign this on graduating seniors' cards, graduating, uh, graduation cards. So Jesus is addressing the Jewish religious leaders at the time. He's sort of, uh, they're sort of coming at him and so he's sort of in an argument with them so to speak. And so chapter 5, verse 39, book of John, he says this, you study the scriptures diligently because you think that in them you have eternal life. These are the very scriptures that testify about me, yet you refuse to come to me to have life. When I read this three or four years ago, I read it, and then I read it again. And then as I was reading it a third time, I thought, like, is this for real? Is this in the Bible? Guys, you know this. Every week we come here and we study the Word of God, right? We open up the Bible. This is truth. This is what we base it on. I don't, you could, my opinion is worthless. Like, my opinion just isn't that great. Well, hopefully it counts for something. But this is like where it's at, right? I mean, base your life on the Word of God. But Jesus here, so you're like, well, then what? You study the Scriptures diligently because you think that in them you have eternal life. But he says, these Scriptures testify about me. You go, so do I stop reading the Bible? Is this not that important? No, no, it is. And you know the value that we hold and the value that this church holds to say, man, we value the Scriptures. We value the Word of God. I pray that you dig into it. But what Jesus is trying to say is, they are, this is all pointing to Him. That this is not about a religion. This is about a person. The person of Jesus. And as Paul says, if Jesus had come and died in our place for our sins and then come back to life three days later, this is all in vain. It's about a person. And so realize that this is not about religious duties. Reading your Bible is not a, should not just be a duty. At times it might feel that way. Some of you said that in the video. At times you just do it because your friends told you you should and you know you needed to, but your desire wasn't there. But hopefully, you have an intimate, personal relationship with the one true God who was made flesh in Jesus Christ, and he's not dead. No, he's not on this earth anymore, but he is fully alive in heaven, and he will meet you someday, I pray. So that's the first thing. It's all about Jesus, the real-life person of Jesus. The second thing is this. Remember this, that our hearts are idol factories. We worship idols all the time, so we are all worshipers. We are always worshiping something. God wired us that way. I even, I, even the atheist is worshiping. Some, everybody has a God. Everybody is worshiping. Everybody is making something ultimate in their life. And most of the time I'd say, I suppose for the atheist, more than anything else, we say it's self. It's me. I'm God in my life. 
And sometimes by default, in fact, many times by default, I do this so, so often, by default we switch and we say, God, I'll give you lip service, I'll say you're my God, but in reality right now, I'm in control, I want to trust me, and I want to ignore what you say. Or there's a bajillion other things that we make idols, and we have talked about this so many times in your four years of Oasis, seniors, so many times, that we make good things ultimate. And so money becomes, everything comes back to being money, having money. Or everything, everything is contingent upon how intellectual, how smart I am. If that was taken away, or if my family was taken away, whatever else, your relationship with God is the only thing that nobody could ever take away, that death will not take away. That you can lose money, you can lose all kinds of stuff. If you're putting your stock in those things, at some point, those things will they'll go away or they'll... It'll blow up. But so we worship idols all the time, and so my prayer is make Jesus your foundation. So here's the other scripture passage. Matthew chapter 10, verse 37. And so here Jesus uh, has just, to the the 12 men that he um, has named apostles, his 12 disciples. And this is a hard saying of Jesus. This is one of those difficult sayings of Jesus uh, that is just hard to swallow. And for me, it's even hard sometimes to read this somewhat on nights like tonight with Students, your parents are in the room, and parents, your students are in the room. This is sobering. Jesus says this, anyone who loves their father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. Anyone who loves their son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. Man, I love my kids, right? Like if anything would happen to my kids, and you all would say the same thing, do I love Jesus more than my son or daughter? Verse 38, whoever does not take up their cross and follow me is not worthy of me. Whoever finds their life will lose it, and whoever loses their life for my sake will find it. I know many of you have heard those two verses many times before. What's Jesus saying here? What is he getting at? That seems like, whoa, right? Like, that seems too extreme. That seems fundamentalist, or that seems extremist. And, but again, here's what Jesus I don't believe he's saying, shun your family. I don't believe he's saying, shun your kids but he's saying, I come first. Again, we worship idols, and Jesus says, I want the number one spot. I want the seat on the throne of your life. And sure, you can take me off. You have a free will. You can choose. You can put yourself back on that seat. And life may go well for you for a season, but that is not how life was meant to be lived. God is God. And things are not ultimate. Um, He's, he's got first place. Whoever finds their life will lose it, and whoever loses their life for my sake will find it. Man, wrestle with that, seniors. What does that look like? So I ask you tonight this one question. Um, have you owned your faith in Jesus Christ? Is Jesus your foundation? Okay? Wrestle with that. I was going to read a quote, and I don't have time. Bill Hybels in this book called Axiom has a chapter called An Owner or a Hireling. And when you think about a business or something, there's a huge difference between the owner of the company, the owner of the construction company, or the owner of the bank, whatever, versus someone who's a hired hand, who's an hourly wage earner. The owner's there every weekend, right? Or even, you know, after hours. The, the hourly, the hiring is just there um, when they're supposed to, eight to five, nine to five. And they're just going through the motions, but they're doing it to get a paycheck. You guys own your faith. That is my one prayer for you. That is my hope for you. That as you continue to wrestle with this and dive into the scriptures and be in community and, and face your doubts, you have questions. They're all legitimate. But that you would own your faith in Jesus Christ. Um, so uh, tonight to end, every year uh, I, uh, I pick a book 
and I buy it for all of the seniors, and it's sort of um, my gift, our gift to you from Oasis. And uh, so tonight, to close, I'm going to have Chris Smith, who has an entire group of senior girls, come up and pray to close. Um, have you had these girls since sixth grade? Since seventh grade, okay. Um, the book, I meant to bring it with me. The book I have tonight is, uh, I have a whole box in the back, but um, it's by, again, Timothy Keller, and uh, it's called Counterfeit Gods. This totally is all about sort of this um, idol sort of thing I talked about. I love this um, subtitle, The Empty Promises of Money, Sex, and Power, and the Only Hope That Matters. Um, I'm a big fan of Tim Keller. He's maybe a harder guy to read, but at some point, some time in your life, students, read this book. It might not happen over the summer. You're tired of reading. I get that, but it's less than 200 pages, and at some point, I, this is a book that I think is worth being on your shelf, and so I thought it was worth the investment tonight. Um, if one of you, Kirk, could you grab that box? It's sort of under, or Hannah, it's underneath the tech booth back there. Um, and actually, Hannah, would you bring up a handheld mic for Chris? I want everyone to hear this. So since seventh grade, and you have two juniors, I know, too, in your group right now. Um, so they're not, they're still here. That's, that's a good thing. <laughs> yeah, kind of. So thank you for, for being, man, six years. Yeah, it's been an impactful ride, you guys. I where some of all the memories that I've had. I did um, notice the stocking cap. Yeah, I was like, what's that? Epic. Although I was told uh, last weekend when we had our sleepover that it's no longer epic. It's hype oh. or lit. Us so, leaders need to know this. Parents so maybe the, do too. So the worship was totally hype. We get and behind. the last six years have been lit. I'm telling you. Lit. Lit, L-I-T. Yeah, and I was told by some older people that that didn't used to mean something so good. It meant, used to mean that, like, high or um, drunk. So be careful how you, who you use that around, guys. Sort of like don't live the cush life. Don't, don't opt for a cushy <laughs> cush life. Because I was using the word epic, and the Katie's like, mm, that's old news. you got to start using hype and lit. I'm like, okay, so anyway. But yes, uh, they've definitely um, impacted my life, and uh, they're awesome. All of you, I've had Trevor and Zell and others for the whole time. Even if they haven't been in my group, I've been on mission trips and DR yeah. and, yeah, lots of memories. This bracelet. So this stuff, DR, yeah, is like fall retreat. All this stuff is, yeah, fall retreat stuff. And, yeah, so anyway, it's just been a cool ride. And you guys have really um, stretched me, too, and I've been a lot just through all of being with all of you guys, and yeah, this is going to be tough praying for you guys, and also just and getting through it without um, crying. But it's <laughs> you'll be fine. Talked about that, but it's been amazing. So are you you want me to? So pray go first? ahead and pray, and then we'll okay. sort of dismiss. And seniors, come up here on stage, grab a book. I'd love to get a picture with you guys too. So okay. yeah, say a word of prayer. Pray with me, Heavenly Father. Um, we just come tonight to um, praise you, and we just love you so much, and I just thank you so much. For every single one of the seniors here tonight, um, they've just impacted my life so much, and I hope in some small way I've impacted theirs. And uh, Lord, we just um, lift you up, and we just um, pray that you will be with them um, throughout their walk as they go forward, um, college or job or whatever it is that they're going to be doing, Lord, and that they would remember that you are their foundation, Lord. And as they're reading their Bible, help them to remember they're not reading it to finish, Lord, but they're reading it change. 
that's definitely impacted my life. And um, I just, again, pray that you would just walk with them closely and guide them. And I just thank you um, for them so much and uh, just uh, love them so much. And we just, again, give this time to you and just be with them as they go forward in their lives. We just love you so much, Lord. Thank you for this time tonight and as we fellowship together, Lord. And I just thank you so much for the parents and the impact that they've had also. And Lord Brad, um, the impact that he has also had in their lives. We just love you so much and thank you for this time. In Jesus' name, amen.